I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And now, it's Rich Eyes. Oh, yes. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eyes and Show live on the Roku channel, free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TV, free on Amazon Fire TV, and the Roku channel.com. The Roku app has the Roku channel inside it, so we're free there as well. It is a great day in this neighborhood here in Los Angeles, California. Big basketball game here tonight, game six. Between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, you got also the Knicks and Heat playing in a game six. Knicks facing elimination, Warriors facing elimination. Last night, the Celtics facing elimination. And that bum Jason Tatum did it for you, Chris. That bum. He was a bum for 44 (laughs) minutes. He was terrible. Did he know there was a game yesterday? Oh, my god! Can we gosh. get to the arena early on Sunday for Game 7? TJ, you want to hug over there? How you doing over there, TJ? I'm just... I'm, the Sixers, I try to, I try to, I try to gospel rise up you know, it, it, speech like, at, the end of the, at the end of the show yesterday. I'd be disappointed if I didn't already read this book yeah. before. You know, it's like a movie that you've already watched, but it's like a different movie. Like, you know how there were two Prefontaine yes, movies? Sir. Yes, sir. You know, you saw the first one <laughs> and the second one came out. It's like, this is sort of familiar. I know this was going. This is how I felt about this game. It's like, I kind of already knew the right, 450. That's what I'm going to say. Four minutes and 50 seconds left in the game. And at that point, I thought, maybe. There's and then tie. I realized, no. There's a tie game. Uh, I, 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 you know, I looked down at my phone in the middle of the schedule release show and, uh, you know, a couple of those segments were were on tape. Colleen Wolf handled a few of those segments as well, and I was watching the game. And uh, and yeah, it was it was a jump ball. It was literally it was a jump ball, middle of the fourth quarter. Could have kind of gone either way. It could have, Rich. Could have gone either way. But I knew it wouldn't. Okay. I knew. It so are you back? Before. Are we back? Are we like all John, good? I feel like John Snow yesterday. I like died like a few times. And, and then, then you're like, back. Like, you Undertaker, the Celtics, and the Undertaker. Like, what is happening? Tyson Fury getting an extra second. <laughs> Beric Dondarrion over here, man. Jeez. Just coming back All to life. That. Whatever you want to. Okay, so you're back. Congratulations. Except we're going home and we're like seven and nine in our last 16 home playoff games. I'm just going to congratulate you right no, now. No, do not I'm do not that. Watching wow. this, I'm not watching that. this wow, game. It's like fantasy Absolutely. football. It's like fantasy, fantasy. football oh, in the great middle. Great job, of, man. You got me. I'm not, I'm not watching this game on Sunday. Come I'm going to go to the and there's five late window games yeah, still like, left in the, in the on, contest. A Sunday night game and a Monday night if game. If any you get of my text. friends need a babysitter Sunday afternoon, hit me oh, up. We, we may. I'll come watch you your kids for you. You've only won two, of the, two road playoff games in series already. Like, come on, TJ. I'm hurt, dog. Well, I'm like Ed Reed. I'm hurt. There's a uh, game was you watching? So we do have, <laughs> um, we do have a game seven on tap. 
Got one. Do we get two more? Well, we may, we may <laughs> get two more tonight. One thing we're definitely not is uh, getting a uh, game seven in Denver. That thing was a wrap. That wasn't even close. A 25-point loss that Kevin Durant called embarrassing. Devin Booker uncharacteristically doesn't speak to the media. Out. See you later. No Chris Paul, no DeAndre Ayton, no shot. Over. And the Nuggets move on, and they are kicking back and rooting for the Warriors tonight. Boy, would they love a Game 7 in that series. So the Nuggets are just showing everybody they are the one seed in the supposed wide-open West for a reason. They are going to get either a six-seed defending champion (laughs) or a seven-seed lookout because they're the Lakers. And that's your Western Conference Finals. After all of the Grizzlies and Dylan Brooks conversation, after all the beam lighting in Sacramento, after all the Durants now joining the Suns lookout, after all that conversation, your Clippers, Kawhi and Paul George, (sighs) they wound up in the toilets. Man. So... Toilets! That's where they wound up. That's what's up. Mavs didn't even make it. This whole conversation about the Western Conference, it's all the Nuggets sitting back to see how much the Warriors and the Lakers can beat each other up. We're expecting to see Anthony Davis tonight. Wiggins may not even play with a fractured rib cartilage. What? Where the hell did that happen? Kind of kept eating out yesterday with something with his ribs. So That's tonight. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> In the National Basketball Association. What's up with that? Jalen Brunson may have to score as many points as minutes played tonight. What a game he had, though. I don't think we really talked about I, it. We, we didn't. Well, I know we did. You talked about it. Jim? He's Speaking else. of Jim, he's on the show. Jim hey, Nance. Hey. Hello, we friends. We talked about it, Jim. Andrew Whitworth's about to come out here to talk about the Amazon Prime Video football schedule Thursday night football. You can see that right here on Roku. Roku. Prime video right here on Roku. Watch Thursday night football. So you watch the Rich Eisen show on Thursdays. And don't change. Oh, I can't say. It's not a channel. Well, you have to change channel. We're on channel 210. Yeah, you bottom, can change bottom channel. Bottom line is, it's all, it's all in one spot. And it's called Roku. Just don't log out of Roku at all. No, it's not. Ever. Why would you ever? ever anyway? Never. So, uh, Andrew Whitworth, Jim Nance, Ryan Poles of the Chicago Bears. Bear down. Yes, indeed. You see who the Bears are opening up with? Put up that week one schedule. Put it up. Yes, the Bears are opening up against the Packers. Late window Fox, baby. Late window Fox. Oh, my God. Is that a bear? Is that a cocaine bear? Is that a bear? It's a bear. I was wondering what the hell that was. Packers and Bears. We'll find out if ownership of the Bears has, in fact, changed. Does that get transferred to Jordan Love? We'll find out. We'll find out if uh, if there's any sort of transference of ownership papers. Well, no, what's weird is because Aaron Rodgers, like, you looked like he underlined Jordan Love, but he might have put his through it. You know what I mean? Success, I got it. Succession joke. Good one. Um, put up the schedule <laughs> one more time here. Um, Texans, C.J. Stroud will open up in the bank. Lamar Jackson's first game as a Pizade quarterback will be against the rookie. How about Bengals-Browns to open up the season? Battle of Ohio. That's juicy. Right there. No one's talking about the Browns right now. Bucks and Vikings. Baker Mayfield will be opening up in Minnesota. You don't know that. Yeah. 
Titans and Saints. <laughs> <You don't know. laughs> Titans Saints are going to be one of those sneaky good games for Week One. Derrick Henry down in the Bayou. Can we talk about the Saints? Uh, I mean, the Titans. Reveal. We'll show that later on. We'll show that later on on the Roku channel. Oh, it's dynamite. It's incredible. It's dynamite. The the Titans social media team won the day yesterday. The Panthers. We're going to get. How about this one? Desmond Ritter v. Newbie. You got it all coming up. Bryce Young. Here we go, baby. For the Carolina Panthers. The Jaguars and the Colts opening up this season. Colts would be well, like, that's we, an awesome game. I mean, how, do you mean Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson? Yes. Or, I don't yes, know about it, that. Yes, it is. How about the Niners opening up on the East Coast? They seem to always be sent East to start the season. Pittsburgh and that's the like, 49ers a is a juicy week one game. Yeah. Cardinals and Commanders. Hey, everybody. Hey, wake up oh, over sorry. there. It's a oh, football game. It's week one. <laughs> Holy smoke. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to start that football game for at quarterback? Yeah, I got, Bust a few, off your... I got a few throws in me. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Holy uh, crap. How about the Raiders and the Broncos? Now we're talking. Opening now we're talking. up week one against each talking. other. Now we're talking. Sean Payton, welcome back to the National Football League. Welcome to the AFC West. Here comes Jimmy G and the Raiders to Denver. How about Tua versus Herbert? Yeah. Once again, here in Los Angeles, how about the two guys who went back-to-back in their draft against each other? Tua v. Herbert. Yeah. How about it? Yeah. That's a good one. Tom Brady, uh, the maybe potentially reported soon-to-be limited owner, partner, owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, but he'll still work for Fox because <laughs> – Fox will just say whatever you want, Tom. Uh, Eagles in New England. But Tom is Tom starting that game for no, us? No, oh. he's supposedly yeah. there as a guest of RKK. Crazy train and all that. Let's LFG. Go. How about the Rams in Seattle? Bobby Wagner. When we were talking about that with John Schneider yesterday, how it's going to be lit, as the kids say. He called me a teenager. I said, "So is your coach." <laughs> Seattle opening up at home against the Rams. Bobby Wagner back. It's the Bobby Wagner Bowl. How about the first Sunday night of the season? Being varsity Dallas game after the, JV's the done. Giants. But move over, sir. There's a new varsity in town. They are called the New York Giants. <laughs> Easy, baby. Hey. As expected, the Jets are all over national television. Exclusive window is what it's called in the media. Exclusive window games. Exclusive. Because it's not a primetime game on Amazon Prime Video and the first ever Black Friday game. It's a 3 o'clock Eastern kick New Jersey time, but that's exclusive window. Monday night against the the, uh, the Buffalo Bills and then... At the Dallas Cowboys week two, and that's late window CBS. We'll talk about that with Nance, who I believe will most likely be in New Jersey the next week when Rodgers v. Hoodie happens for the first time. And then against Kansas City, uh, that one right there, NBC. NBC. At Denver, home for Philadelphia, and this is exactly why they got Rodgers. Look at those six games to start. 
Looks like 0 6. Buffalo, (laughs) Dallas, New England, Kansas City, (laughs) at Denver. Not an easy place to play. And we are assuming Sean Payton's going to improve things over there. I would think so. Uh, Home for Philadelphia. That would have been if Zach Wilson was your quarterback. A bye bye week in week seven. Now, who knows? Who knows? Because after that bye, put it up one more time, Mike Hoskins. I appreciate you want to pop me back on screen because I do like being on camera and I love the shirt I'm wearing today. (laughs) Taking on the Giants in the battle of the hearts and minds of the metropolitan area after the bye week. Then on a Monday night, here comes Herbert to town before on a Sunday night, it's the renewal of acquaintances between Aaron Rodgers and and Devontae Adams. Sure, they're not on the field together, but they're on the same field in the same field of play in the same building at Las Vegas before they're at Buffalo on a Sunday before the Black Friday game against Miami. Holy cow. That's a first 11 games that is quite the gauntlet before games that you would assume are easier. Atlanta could win that damn division. Who knows what Houston looks like at Miami Home for Washington, short week at Cleveland. We'll talk about that with Andrew Whitworth in a moment because that's the final Amazon Prime video Thursday night football game of the year you can see here on Roku. And then at New England, TBD, all the games in the final week of the season are TBD about where they are uh, going to, on what channel they'll be played and at what time. This is exactly why they got Rodgers. Zach Wilson going into this season... With that schedule, based off of last season, could he have been vastly improved? Absolutely. It's a you-never-know league, of course. But based off of what we saw at the end of last season, running it back, not getting Rodgers, not being able to get Rodgers, Rodgers being uninterested in coming, what a disaster that would have been with that schedule. And I'll tell you what, they wouldn't have filled up their exclusive window dance card with five primetime games on top of it if Zach Wilson was the quarterback. It's exactly... The schedule has proven exactly why Woody Johnson says I want to take a big swing. Exactly why Joe Douglas gave up what he gave up. Exactly why Robert Sala is talking about how thoughtful a quarterback Aaron Rodgers is and all that stuff. Because that schedule would be an unmitigated disaster if Aaron Rodgers wasn't the quarterback of the New York Jets. And as it stands, I'll tell you what, man. Tell you what, man. <laughs> tell you what. If they go three and three in the first six, hit that bye week, three and three. That's a win. Bills, well, I mean, that's, you could call that a win, but if the Bills are five and one, uh, um, that's what I'm saying. Bills are five and one. Let's say the Bills come in and, and knock the Jets around because they're still trying to figure stuff out. Light switches still need to be flipped. What if Josh Allen treats the Jets like, you know, he treated the Rams last year? Don't forget, last year, first Thursday of the season, Banner raised a ring that honestly looked like the Oculus in SoFi Stadium on the, on the hands of every single Los Angeles Ram. Right. And they put the bang thing on him. So that's a hell of an opponent to come out. And then at Dallas, we're hoping that Jets fans will see the Rodgers-Dallas treatment delivered. Well, I know what you're saying, but you've you've seen Rogers handle yeah. his business. I don't want that as well. I understand that. <laughs> what if New England does, you know, the seeing ghosts thing on a guy like Rogers? Seeing ghosts. You're seeing you're assuming he won't. So what I'm saying is 
This is going to be a very tough road to hoe. And even if they are six and five through their first 11, five and six through their first 11, how will this all play out in the New York media? How will Rodgers handle it? Now, if he goes nine and two, 10 and one like that, I'll tell you what, I will be cutting up pieces of paper with a scissor. Getting ready to throw it in the canyon of friggin' heroes. I'll tell you that. And then, of course, we'll see if a trapdoor opens up. But they have the roster to navigate this schedule successfully. They have the coaching staff to do it. What in now happens when Toe meets Ball will be fascinating because the whole damn country's going to see it. And I don't remember the last time the Jets entered a season like that. It's been a long time. And I did ask Robert Sala on NFL Network schedule release coverage last night about hard knocks. And his answer was, I'll leave that to the higher ups. But he did also say coaches like to control distractions. I don't think they have a choice. (laughs) I don't think they do. I think that's coming. I think that's going to be all over your your TV screens. It's going to be all over your your social media accounts and the palm of your hands. It's going to be everywhere. And then they're going to play a Monday night game against the Bills. As expected, Jets are served up to all y'all. Yep. That's my reaction to that schedule. It's tough. I would, you know, I would, would I have loved to see Houston week two? Yep. Washington week six. You know what? Like, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Would, I would, again, yeah. that's the thing about strength of schedules coming in. It's based on last year. Last year doesn't happen anymore. It's this year. Last year, there were six new playoff teams. Six. On average, it's about four. There's a list in here in my multiple-page, 60-page schedule release guide. The whole idea of, of strength of schedule is kind of fallacious. It's based on last year, and there's always a changing of the guard. Six new teams in the playoffs last year that didn't make it from the year before. But would I have loved to seen uh, a couple of those gimmies that you think? Or easier games instead of Mahomes and Allen strolling in and having to go to Denver and seeing Hurts stroll in and get Belichick thrown in the lap the first month of the season? Of course. Got to play him. And you're playing with Aaron Rodgers. That's where they went and got him. Andrew Whitworth is about to join us in studio. Jim Nance will join us in hour two. Ryan Poles, Bears general manager and a diehard Seahawks fan. And a host of Crime Scene Kitchen and his show... Animal Control just got renewed for season two on Fox, which is where you can check out Crime Scene Kitchen. The great, hilarious, delightful Joel McHale will be here in studio. Let's take a break. When we come back, Andrew Whitworth in studio. Let's talk Thursday night football with Big Wit next on this schedule release edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly auto parts they're in the business of keeping your car on the road o'reilly auto parts offers friendly helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful has a smile on their face and gets you back on the road they've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock either in store or online so you never have to worry if you're in a jam the team at o'reilly auto parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car if it needs to be replaced they'll help you just 
find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Back here on our live Roku channel stream, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just spot, stop by, just as Andrew Whitworth has here on the Rich Eisen Show in studio from the Amazon Prime Video team. So we just kind of took a first brief look in our Roku channel segment um, at the Thursday night football schedule. Let's jump into the opener, Vikings and Eagles. Um, that was a Monday night game last year. Not much of a game. This time around, the Eagles are are that's going to be their home opener, taking on the Vikings. What do you what do you make of that game for the defending NFC champs? Now, I think it's interesting. You look at the Eagles. You know, obviously, you return a lot of great players. They're going to be really good, and one of your favorites to end up in the championship game at the end of the season. But mm-hmm. I think they are going to be a little younger on defense. So you're younger defensively. You look at the Vikings, this is a game last year that probably pretty embarrassing for them. They yes, you know, had a great year but got embarrassed against this team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit of a setup game. The Eagles handled them really well. That's kind of the mentality is that we can we know we can beat this team. Uh, and you're coming into a game where the Vikings probably feel like we have a lot to make up for from last season. Brian Flores is in there now as the defensive coordinator. How will they look? How will they be different? So they're not going to know a lot about what he may do against them. So I think it's going to be a fun game, really, to see which team, you know, has uh, the right mindset for that football game. It jumps out at me, uh, a game, it's your uh, week six game, fifth of the season, if we want to put the schedule out one more time right here. It is the Broncos at the Chiefs. That one jumps out at me. The Broncos open up at home against Vegas. This is their first road game in division, and Sean Payton coming in with Russ into Kansas City. Um, that's a, that's a big one in my book. Right yeah, that here. was one of the ones like when we saw the schedule last night. It was uh, everyone was pretty excited in our crew for that one because I think Sean Payton and the Broncos, you know, here here's our chance to go into Kansas City, face Andy Reid, and let them know that uh, you know what we're in the division now and we're going to be here for good. And so I think this is really a chance for them to send a message uh, in a big primetime game. And you know, Sean Payton, I mean, the guy's a tremendous coach and. I really look forward to seeing what this Broncos team looks like under his leadership. And then, you know, the uh, the Ravens taking on the Bengals on a Thursday night. Um, that it, It's the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Um, a big week 11 game right there. How do you see Lamar and the Ravens looking? That's, to me, one of the bigger mysteries coming out of the draft and the talent evaluation portion of our calendar. And now the fact that Lamar is signed with Odell. What do you think of that one? This is my game. This is the one I circled. We all had to pick our favorite that you we did. saw on our schedule. Look at uh, me picking that out yeah, for you. I, we you know what? That conversation. Obviously, you know, I, I love the Bengals and, yes. uh, you know, spent a lot of time playing in this this matchup right here, Bengals versus Ravens. But 
I just look at it because of Lamar Jackson. It's all the talk this offseason. The deal gets done. But also, they've added a lot of weapons. There's a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. And so now, you know, what what does this team look like? What do you think? What are they going to be? Are they going to be more of an aerial attack? Are they going to throw the ball more? Or is there still going to be some of that physical nature? You know, how do they really kind of keep all of that intact for them? So I think it's going to be fun because this is their chance. Joe Burrow, all his weapons. Lamar Jackson, you got some weapons now. What does this offense look like against each other? I still think I give the nod to the Bengals just because I, I just honestly believe Joe Burrow is really that rare special quarterback who just for whatever reason finds ways to win games in big moments. And what do you think of the Ravens offense, though, in terms of what they will look like? Is it entirely possible that they will retool completely and just come out four five wide maybe run it every now and then with Dobbins Gus Edwards can spell him for a bit but it is going to be Lamar spread wide winging it around and running through whatever lanes there are there because they have spread it wide what do you think about that I think you look at their receiver options you got some guys that really a lot of speed you got a guy in Odell who's such a special guy one-on-one that they're going to have to create some of those type matchups but I don't ever see the Baltimore Ravens getting away from Baltimore Baltimore Raven identity. And mm-hmm. they're going to run the football. They've got a big, strong offensive line still. Uh, I think that's still going to be an emphasis for them because it just gives you what makes Lamar so special. You know, I just think you may see a little more of him throwing on the run some. Maybe they enter some of these boot play actions. Some of these things where they get him off the spot sitting in the middle. And then you'll also see them, you know, drop back and throw the football more because he wants to. He's confident in it, and he's shown the ability to do it. So I think you just may see a little more balance in that. It just won't be such a power running attack. There'll be more balance because I don't think they're ever going to get away from the identity that's always been the Baltimore Raven way of playing physical football. Andrew Whitworth from Amazon Prime Video, longtime uh, professional football player of note, including Walter Payton Man of the Year award winner from a couple years ago, Super Bowl champion here on the Rich Eisen Show. Dolphins, Jets, the Friday after Thanksgiving, little Black Friday special. Are you going to be giving out promo codes? Uh, in the pregame show? What do you got for me? There's no telling what's going to happen in that game. We're looking forward to it. I I think uh, I saw uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's promo yesterday for the game. That was funny. Hilarious. Uh, You know, Ryan's a guy who's always entertaining. So we're really excited about that. First ever Black Friday game. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be really cool to be a part of that. And and you know what? I think it's something that Amazon's been really excited that was coming out this year. And so uh, being in New York and the Dolphins Jets, I mean, that division alone, the matchups are going to happen in that game in those that teams man it's unbelievable I look, Aaron Rodgers here he is right last time I was here we were talking about we have no idea what he's going to do he correct. was in the darkness we didn't know what was going to happen correct he was in dark right wasn't he was yeah. in darkness when we were he was in the darkness now he's in the light now he's in the light Full he's light back we're all excited everybody's positive I know you've probably had some conversations about the Jets a little bit prospects just a few I look here here's the deal if you look at the Jets schedule and you know um, we we kind of just did here. But there's no doubt in my mind this is one of the worst Jets seasons ever if they go back and run it back with Zach Wilson. Uh, I, I, and I know I'm saying this fully aware that the NFL is the ultimate you-never-know league, maybe on planet Earth, right? But, I mean, the first six games, home Buffalo, at Dallas, home New England, home Kansas City, at Denver, home Philadelphia, that would have been bye-bye week seven if Rodgers wasn't there now it still could be a difficult road to hoe for sure with the Giants and Chargers and Vegas and Buffalo and Miami right after as well but I mean 
the question is, is is how good can they be with this schedule and Rodgers so quickly? Because there is a conversation about Super Bowl chances. I, I think don't know. so. I mean, you look you at them do. last year. I, I think they're going to be right there in that conversation. I really do. I know some people have said they don't think this is going to work and it's not going to work out. But to me, you really look at, let's take just Aaron Rodgers out of it. You look at this Jets team last year. How many games did they lose where they had any like decent quarterback play? If the quarterback played pretty good, how many games did they lose? And it's not many. I mean, they, they literally, if they just didn't turn the ball over and played pretty efficient at the quarterback position, they won a lot of games doing it. And so I think with him there, you know what you're going to get. He's going to take care of the football. He's not a guy that's ever turned the ball over much. So he's going to allow that defense to dominate, and he's going to make special throws. And I look for this relationship with him and Garrett Wilson to be a pretty special one. You can tell he's already pretty excited about watching him in the offseason. And mm-hmm. so – I, I think, man, they're going to be really good. I think that that that's going to be a tough team to beat because you're both sides of the football. They could be really dominant. Well, last two years, Josh Allen and the Bills, Joe Burrow and your Bengals, and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have made the Final Four in the AFC two years in a row. And two years ago, it was Tannehill who had that fourth seat. And then last year, it was Trevor Lawrence who had that fourth seat. You think Rodgers and the Jets have that fourth seat? This time I think around? they have it. I think they're the team. I think they can do it. I just think that when you look at what they have talent-wise defensively, a young, talented defense that's going to get only better. What a job Sala does. He's one of my favorites. Just the passion and energy he's always carrying with him. And so to put somebody like Aaron on the other side to give that you know some calm and some just poise to that offense and just play efficient football. Uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett probably has a little bit of chip on his shoulder after yes. the way last year went. So, you know, you, you they've got a lot to prove. And I think Aaron as well, don't forget, you know, whatever you want to say, it's an ending of a relationship. He's probably wanting to prove that he's still got it and he's still the man himself. So I, I love the narrative of that because I think that they've got a lot of things to look as they, they could be one of the dominant teams in the AFC. Yeah, you got the Jets on the Black Friday game in week 12 right after Thanksgiving. You got the Jets at the Browns as the final Thursday night game of the year in week 17. Andrew Whitworth here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk Cowboys here because you do have the Dallas Cowboys on this schedule coming up. Uh, let me get this right. Home against the Seahawks. So you that's an, an annual tradition is the Cowboys play the week after Thanksgiving. Full complement of rest. The Seahawks are playing Thanksgiving night. Both teams have a full complement of rest to kick off the weekend, uh, the, the weekend after Thanksgiving. So let's talk Dallas because you have some unique insight on one of their top players. Tell me where you just came from. I just came down from Austin, Texas. I was down there in Austin uh, getting a chance to go uh, be around Micah Parsons for a few days, and we had a chance to work together. And this game right here is one of the ones I was excited about because, you know, Seahawks uh, had some really good young tackles last year and Lucas and Cross. And so, you know, I think Charles Cross showed that uh, he could be a left tackle to look at for the future is a really good player and a great pick for the Seahawks. And He's got his hands full with a guy like Micah Parsons for sure. So it was really fun to get down there. You don't think of an O lineman and a D lineman working together, but it was it was fun for me. Well, I mean, TJ, this one's for you. Okay. Why did you go? What? Tell me. Tell tell everyone how. Yeah, you wound so, up going there. You know, Micah and I have kind of uh, just kind of kept up with each other over the last you know couple of years. Once he got in the league, we we had a you know a uh, inner squad practice and stuff with. Uh, Inter-squad squad practice and when I was with the Rams with the Cowboys, went over to Oxnard and yep. I got to go against him some when he was a young rookie, just, you know, and that kind of stuff. So when he had yet to even take a snap in the league. Yeah. yeah. And so I, he had a rush or two that we went against each other and really nothing to the play. But just afterwards, I kind of shared some feedback with him. And so, you know, over the years, we just kind of text here, there or tweet, you know, something DM or something to each other, like mm-hmm. different things. And 
he reached out this offseason and said, man, would you have any interest in coming down where I train and working with me? And just, you know, I, you know, obviously you're going to have D-line coaches. You're going to have things you're going to learn from edge rush guys that you've been around. He's like, but I have the mentality. I want to practice against somebody who's really elite at being my opponent. And I want to get what's that feedback from that person and what is why why would he shoot his hands on this player? Why would he jump me in this scenario? So we watched a lot of tape of situational football, you know, three step, five step, uh, drop, you know, the different drops quarterbacks take and why the tackle takes a certain set or uses his hands a certain way. And uh, it was really fun. It was it was really uh, igniting for me. I was telling Sean McVay last night when I was coming back, like I was full sweat. I feel like I'm coaching out there, just having fun. Uh, getting excited, just talking ball, man. I love this game. It's changed my life, and uh, I look forward to seeing how it changes other guys' lives. So to get to be a part of somebody like Micah Parsons' journey and just do something to help him in any way I can, uh, it was it was fun for me. How about the lion teaching, huh? As he likes guy. to refer to him, he's a lion. I love this dude, man. It's rare. It's rare to think that that's the way he thinks. Like, hey, I don't want to just listen to guys who've done what I do. Right. I want to know what the guy who goes against me does, and I think that that's really cool to think that his mind thinks that way. Like, always trying to find another edge, another thing that can make me a lead and great. And part of that week that was one of the most enjoyable things is I get down there on Tuesday and Jamar Chase is there working out with him. Really? Watching these two guys, and I think some guys have posted on social media and stuff, but watching these two guys do agility drills, the competition, the trash talk, you know, the trying to beat each other every single rep, it's just unbelievable to see those two guys go at it. And Deuce Vaughn was there as well. Uh, young Cowboys running back in the draft this year. How, so, does, he, how does he look to you? Man, you, you know, he is he's a small guy. But, man, his ability to bend was unbelievable. I was talking to the trainer who was putting on the workout, and we were just talking about just his knee flexion and how well he can stay low and change direction. It's rare. And he was winning. I would give him credit. He was winning the reps. But Micah was right there with him and Jamar as well. It was fun to watch those three guys just athletic freaks go at each other. Well, it is rare to have a, a kid in the league say, you know, uh, veteran type things like I want to learn from somebody who knows I, I don't know everything right that's a rarity sometimes in this league but particularly rare from somebody who's been so damn dominant the first two years like he could he, he could rest on laurels there's no question about what yeah, he's I mean, done. you think of a young player, the success he's had in yeah. his first couple of years. Right. To even be thinking like, man, I got to polish things up. I got to clean it up. I got to find another edge. I think most people would be like, you don't need any other edges. Like, you just keep being you. And I think that you really look at the elite, elite guys in, in this sport and many others. Uh, that's their story. They were always trying to find, you know, that 1%, uh, that little edge that could just take them into, hey, I'm going to keep growing and keep getting better and keep refining who I am. And mm-hmm. uh, he is wound that way, man. He Watching him work out, every rep is 100 miles an hour. I mean, he never has a half rep. It's, it's full go, full sprint, trash talk, competition, every rep of his workouts. It's, it's fun to watch somebody do that. Andrew Whitworth, a few minutes left with the Amazon Prime Videos. Andrew Whitworth here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk Rams. Uh, we had Les Snead on the other day. What was the phrase that he used, Chris, when I brought up the rebuild word with him? He said uh, something like, I love those picks. Pollsters. No? Oh. He wants pollsters in the building. He wants pollsters in the building to try and take polls on what they what people think he, they're actually attempting to do. Like he was very, he was bristling. He's just like, how can we be rebuilding when we've got three of the best players at three of the most important positions in the National Football League, best at what they do? And But the general sense, again, is Stafford, um, is on the back nine, and last year might be indicative of what he's got left in the tank. 
Um, you know, Cup, obviously, we can place aside. He's a, a young buck. But, you know, Donald was already thinking, maybe I don't want to be here anymore, even though that could have been a contractual stance. And the coach last year spent a few days, you know, in his own figurative darkness cave, you know. And so what do you make of the Rams? What do you make of the home team here? Yeah, I think, you know, right now, obviously, there is some version of, hey, you know, they've cut back and and released some players, didn't sign some guys back in free agency. Um, There's going to be, hey, we're going to be a young team. They're going to be playing a lot of young guys. I mean, I was up there a couple of weeks ago, and and I mean, what is there like forty five people in the building before the draft and yeah. everything? I mean, it, it was crazy how low the numbers are, but in some ways, I think that's unique because it it's, it kind of creates that back against the wall. We're gonna, it's gonna come out scratch claw fight type mentality, which I think that team needed a little bit after last year, after the success of the Super Bowl, and then maybe having last year be a surprise uh, that everybody's after you and you didn't play well and you were beat up. But I think they, they have a group that is still, uh, you know, up front. Um, I look for them to be much better. I think they're going to be a lot better. I love the kick the pick of the kid out of TCU. Um, I think that uh, they've got some young linemen now that have played. and mm-hmm. They'll be more experienced. So I, I really look for them to be a little bit of a surprise. Do I think that they're still going to be limited in some of the talent they have and that they're going to have some youth? Uh, yes, but the beginning of their schedule is tough. Oh, they're, they're, my they're beginning goodness. of the schedule. Ooh, well, is a rough start. I mean, there it that is. That is for sure. At Seattle, home San Francisco, at Cincinnati on a Monday night. Um, they do get, if you will, uh, fresh meat, potentially uh, a rookie quarterback. I don't know if Anthony Richardson's going to be out there. Home for Philly. Arizona, everybody is expecting to have a, a, a disastrous year. Certainly they're going to get Arizona there when Kyler Murray's definitely not back yet. At yeah, I think Dallas. that's the challenge. You look at it, I mean – Really tough schedule. Young team, a lot of inexperience, even though you have some of these elite guys. Um, it's really going to come down to can those three guys you just named and a lot of the other the veteran guys that are left stay healthy? Because yeah. if they lose one or two of those guys, it's going to get bad quickly. And so that's the really, really the truth about their team. But at the same time, the beauty of the NFL is we sit here every year, and that's my favorite, to look at these schedules and not go, what are the great games? What are the games that I'm looking at going – these guys, this team doesn't even matter. And then in November, we're going to be saying, wow, look at this team right now and how good they are. Because it happens every year where there's a team that everyone says no chance and they do it. I, I look at even when I was in Cincinnati, we lost Carson Palmer in the offseason, demand to trade. We have this young Andy Dalton, TCU quarterback. Everyone thinks we're not going to win a game. We end up in the playoffs his rookie year with A.J. Green and those guys and tons of young rookies. I mean, it happens in this league. So what team will it be? And I think the Rams, when you look at the NFC, who are the dominant teams that there you are, say are going to be the good dominate and be in front of them? Hey, man, we were talking about this in the commercial break last night of the, of the, um, of the schedule release show. When you take a look at the AFC teams and the quarterbacks of those teams and the NFC teams and the quarterbacks of those teams, I don't recall a bigger disparity of the bold face name front in my 20 years of doing this between the conferences i just don't remember and obviously things can happen i totally get it bryce young could be the next sliced bread um but my gosh uh, i it, it is a total huge difference between the conferences it's my favorite thing to do you know because obviously you know being in la and being around here you know people uh will ask me about the rams and i'll always say you know when they make some comment about this is gonna be a disaster of a year and i'll be like okay i hear what you're saying and uh, all those things Tell me the seven teams that you think are dominant in the NFC. They're going to for sure be in the playoffs. 
you know, and, and it's like you can argue six and seven all day. I mean, you're literally guessing because it, it is like, you know, there's the top three or four and then there's who are the other three? Well, the top three Eagles, Cowboys and uh, I mean, San Fran, San Francisco. Yeah, if, right? if, you know, I think if Purdy's back healthy right. by the end of the year, they're going to be really, really and good you, again. And you get them in week two. I mean, week three, your second week of games. I mean, you get them right off the bat against the Giants, who yeah. are technically one of those teams. Right? Yeah, I mean, we think, right? But you know what? There's there's that. There's another question. Identity, right? You, you get Darren Waller in the offseason. You, you pay Daniel Jones. Like, we may throw it a little more. We may try to be a little more diverse in offense and score more points. But will that change who you are a little bit? And you know what? Last, last year, you were smash people in the mouth, play actions. Yes play defense you know you got to be careful when you do those kind of things because it changes the game the results of these games and then you get lions packers for you know jared golf baby i'm i'm on the jared golf train i want jared to have a huge year and and uh, this lions team man uh i'm excited about them i think that chiefs lions game to start the season is going to be an interesting one last one for you on that um that's the only other time golf played mahomes was the monday night 105 point game you know and you were there for that, or you weren't I there? Was, for, I was, I was there, there for that. yeah. Was that your first year? With that the was second year. second year. That was the year we went to Super Bowl and uh, lost to New England. What a yeah. night that was. Because, again, you were supposed to play that game. In Mexico City. In Mexico City, and the turf wasn't uh, uh, approved. And then you come back and you play that game in 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 Los Angeles. Uh, no doubt. And, I, yeah, I think this will and, be a really cool for these guys to go head-to-head again. And who's more prepared and Dan Campbell to be the guy to say, we're going into the champ's house. Everyone thinks we're there just to celebrate their trophy. We're going to bite kneecaps, hit them in the mouth, and win this game. I mean, literally, they are built momentum, energy, confidence. This is who they are. Go fight. He's going to have these guys so riled up for this game to not be just the the ring holders for uh, the Chiefs as they celebrate their Super Bowl championship. I think that this will be fun to watch the energy this Lions team comes out with. For Everybody this game. thinks we're getting rolled. Oh, we're just there for them to celebrate. He's going to be all camp long. That's going to be the message. Love it. You're the man, Andrew Whitworth. Thanks for coming in here. Appreciate uh, you always taking the time to chat, chat with us. This season looks like a, another blast for you. I can't wait, man. The NFL, man. It's coming. Uh, let's, uh, let's chat during training camp. How does that sound? Sounds great. I'm in. Andrew Whitworth. Everybody check out Prime Video's Thursday Night Football when it plays. And guess what? Right here on Roku is how you can watch Thursday Night Football. Still to come here on this program, Ryan Poles of the Bears. Jim Nance will talk about the CBS schedule. And Joel McHale in studio. And your calls at 844-204-RICH. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
We're watching the Titans video right there for the schedule release. Genius. They just go to, and I felt kind of so like, you know, the Chargers did this amazing anime video again, which yeah. probably cost them, I don't know, thousands upon thousands of dollars, lots of manpower. Yeah. Yeah, of and course. the Titans were like, cool, let's go to Broadway and interview drunk people on vacation. But they also knew what the schedule was going to be in terms of who's playing where. So they probably shot that over the last two weeks and just edited it together in order of the actual schedule. Yeah. Right. It was well done. Very well. Just and then, showing them the logo. You know how good it is. It's great. You know how good it is because our radio audience just rejoined us. We just saw the Titans schedule release video where they just had people on Broadway um, in Nash Vegas try and identify the logos. Hilarious because they were just awful at it. Awful. It's not great for the human race, but it's still great for the video. And so um, you know it's good when other teams' social media accounts react because the Cowboys are not the Indianapolis Colts. They are not. And they are not. The Colts' official Twitter account has now been renamed not, not the Cowboys. The Cowboys. <laughs> Funny. The, the Falcons changed theirs to the Red Stallions. They're the Red Stallions, I know. Yeah. My gosh. I saw the Kudos. Lightning McQueen one yesterday. I just, it was out of context, and I just laughed. Somebody, I what it was. somebody on the streets of Broadway in Nash Vegas decided said that the Lightning Bolt was Lightning McQueen. My God. <laughs> Lightning McQueen! Lightning McQueen! The Chester Cheeto guy, that guy. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, not an actual logo for the Jaguars. That's a great way to dig at your defending champ in the division that beat you to prevent you from winning. Not an actual Nice little dig. Playing football The logo, uh, Lions, actually, in their, their video, they used Madden. Madden games, Lions versus the opponent okay. on their schedule, whether home or away. Did you see what they had for the Falcons? The score in Madden was 28-3. to oh, Imagine that. <laughs> the Lions did that. They're feeling it. We'll talk about that in a wow. minute. You just heard Dan Campbell, top of the next hour. We'll play with Dan Campbell's reaction to being the opponent for the Chiefs to kick off the season. It's good stuff. In the couple minutes we have left in this hour, 844-204-RICH, number to dumb. We'll get to that shortly as well. Jim Nance, next hour. All right, Chris. Um, you still on the Scott Foster conspiracy theory bandwagon because you said 100%. he was refereeing game four in Los Angeles between the Lakers and the Warriors to even the series at two games apiece and the Lakers won to make it 3-1. And like I so said, you said he, he either like extends said. or ends a series and... And so, not perfect science. I understand, or there's, he's a vessel into which you pour whichever you conspiracy know. theory suits you. So tonight, where's where's Scott Foster tonight? Oh, baby, where's Scott Foster is in South Beach. He is in South Beach. And now, is that good for, for game? Oh, this is for bad, who's bad that good news. For? Bad news for the Heat. Oh boy, the Heat have lost ten straight games with Scott Foster officiating. <laughs> this is good news for the Knicks, for you, and Ben Lyons, and Knicks fans everywhere. Ben Stiller somewhere has got a ben smile Stiller, on his face. He has no Spike idea Lee. why. He's like, why is today such a good day? I was usually <laughs> normally nervous about my Knicks, but you say don't worry because Scott Foster's here to extend the series. He's gotten a note extend from some, tonight. some cabal in the Whoever's running thing, NBA the front offices. They've, they've, made, they've communicated this, although they can't actually do that because if it's caught, it would ruin everything. Right, right, right. So they winked at him. Coach K went to Two a pay, for extend. Coach K went to a payphone and had a thirty, and had a 30 second phone you're call. You're roping in the new advisor to the NBA, How can huh? You drag Coach K. In wow, this? ten straight. How dare he besmirch Coach K? You're dragging Scott's him on saying number forty eight on the whistle. Okay, here we go. 
I mean, if he says it enough, eventually he's going to get a game right where this happens. You know, I know the clock, what, the broken clock's right? Twice, Twice a day. day. Twice a day. He hasn't been right yet, though. His, oh, his broken clock. Uh, probably coming. I don't know. So there's a game seven. By the way, that's Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then because there's a triple, there's a double. There was going to be a triple header on Mother's Day. Now there's a. It could just be one game. And if there's no games tomorrow, and if Warriors win tonight, Mm -hmm. then that's the three thirty Eastern game in Golden State on Mother's Day. And then Celtics Sixers is eight p.m. Eastern. But Lakers wrap tonight. Celtics three thirty Eastern. So we're moving around. Moving parts. The Suns are just hanging with mom. Suns are one, one, two, and three. The Nuggets are just kicking back, hoping there's a game seven. Yep. Wow. And then there's a game seven in Madison Square Garden on Monday if Scott Foster does his job hey, tonight. Hey, 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 Scott. This hey, guy. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> okay, Jim Nance coming up in hour number two. Joel McHale in hour number three. Yeah. And your phone calls eight four four two zero four. Rich. 